We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Happy New Year, Alphas. This is so exciting. It's not just a new year. It's a new year for everybody else, but for you. It's a new season. Season four. They haven't canceled us yet. Uh, Despite my best efforts, we have not been taken off the air for saying things that are crazy. Crazy. All right, Ashley, how's your new year so far? You know what? I'm real excited. Big things are happening. Um, I'm healthy. I'm happy. I'm weighing a lot less these days. It's great. You did that Um, before the new year. Yeah, I know. But you know what's really great? I met my weight goal. Um, I finally got back down to my uh, pre-exit military weight. So I'm super excited. I'm in really great shape. I'm continuing to... I don't know. Like I'm, I'm continuing to pursue that. I'm pursuing creative endeavors. Um, I am actively working on my proposal for my manuscript for my book. So I've picked up uh, working on my book again. Um, I'm excited. My artwork has been accepted, and I have founded a home. So more news to come on that. I'm very, very thrilled. Um, and I'm, I'm starting some new business ventures this month, and I'm, I'm really excited. I'm doing a lot of really great things, and work's great. You know, uh, Legion's great. Like we're, we're doing all kinds of great stuff and I'm just taking care of myself these days. And it's really good to be back being me all the time. <laughs> so all the time, this, this is all the yeah, time, now? all the time now, you know, Ooh. you get, you get podcast, Ashley will like, you know, like the world's getting like all versions of Ashley, you know, it's, it's nice. I'm doing a lot of work on myself and it's, it's been a trying 2022 and I'm really excited to be and stepping into 2023 and taking on new projects and new endeavors. And I'm really happy. Well, our, our, our time is up. Please, when you see the receptionist, make an appointment for next week. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I'll get my doctorate. And then when you call me, you'll have to officially make doctor appointments. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> Oh, I don't think that's going to happen, but I mean, the doctor might happen, but I'm never making that phone call. (laughs) It'll happen, happen. ladies and gentlemen. All right. So getting back on track, uh, it's 2023. We have, uh, we have a fruitful year ahead of us. We've, we've had three fruitful years behind us and we are ready to go. Um, We are not abandoning any of you. Unlike the first story that we have. Okay, so Retrograde. If you have not checked it out, highly recommend. But Retrograde is a searing uh, documentary that embeds with Green Berets and Afghan general um, Afghan generals. One general. One general. An Afghan general, excuse me. Um, 
And so Matthew Heineman returns to the Oscar rates with retrograde searing uh, documentary on U.S. military's last months in Afghanistan and what happens next. So in this military parlance and the term retrograde can mean several things among them withdrawal from a war zone where all or part of the deployed force voluntarily disengages from the enemy. The U.S. exited from the Vietnam War, uh, you know, constituent constituted a constituted constituted a retrograde action excuse me uh constituted a retrograde action a chaotic process documented by roy kennedy's oscar nominated film the last days in vietnam a much more recent example came last year in afghanistan when u.s forces were pulled from the battlefield nearly excuse me after nearly 20 years of combat the final months america's military intervention uh, intervention there and what happened after the withdrawal are documented in retrograde in this new film by Matthew Hyman. So goes on to say that, you know, the, the bedrock, excuse me, the bedrock of what I do is intimacy and access as Hyman noted for his award-winning work on cartel land city of ghosts and the first wave, the intimacy and access of retrograde resulted from a tenacious effort to embed with us army special forces, better known as the green Berets. Two months into filming, Biden pulled our troops. And I was like, I don't think I have a film, he recalls. I have a first act. I have a beginning. But the story definitely was not over. So I reached out to General Sadat and asked him, would you be open to us coming back and embedding with you now? Um, that's when the lens of the film really shifted. Like most, Like most films, he goes on to say, I've made. They started out as one thing and they ended up as something completely different. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not checked out this trailer, it is, it is moving. It is artistic and wow. Um, and it is on, is it, is it Nat Geo? Is it, well, Nat Geo is owned by Disney. So now Disney, you can so see it. Disney Plus. So you can see it on Disney plus. And mm -hmm. I was taken aback by a few things. I, you know, I, I've, I've only seen half of it, so I've, I think I've gotten through where he talks about, I don't have, a, I don't think I have a film yet, because mm -hmm. the Americans just left, uh, and I have, and I had to go somewhere, so I have to pick up and watch the second half later, um, and I'm about halfway through, but the, it's, it's, you know, it's, I'm reading here that remarkable draw dropping in a triumph. I mean, it's already all of those things. The the Americans who had to leave were so um, dejected, and because they felt they were abandoning people they had been teammates with for years. This wasn't a six month deployment for them. This was. They were there working with the general and and helping with training and um, and you know sitting side by side some in the war room watching video surveillance and then they're just and I mean it and it's quick when when we decide to leave it's not a Michigan goodbye it's not you walk around going tell your mom I says hi and then you know go down the thing and oh maybe I have one more beer and then blah 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 and then when you get to the end you realize you got to go back to the beginning because you've been there too long and the goodbye had expired yeah restart, yeah, restart yeah. that midwest goodbye yeah no I know exactly what you're talking about and these guys didn't have these guys didn't have that it was an Irish goodbye it was like a we didn't even know you you're like oh once one minute we see an extra gone right 
Like, yeah. So yeah, it it was it was a matter of days, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, at one point the general goes, "I guess I'll see you off, you know, tomorrow." And he goes, "We'll already be gone. We're leaving it." And then they were just gone, and I'm I'm interested to see I'm interested to see the second half. And the the second point I want to make is this is another bond between um, the war on terror and the Vietnam War because that was that was another case of retrograde. It was a, a political decision, and then we just poof, we're gone. So yeah. I'm excited we can have a, a conversation offline uh, after you're, after we both have seen the whole thing. But I think it's it's powerful, man. To to sound more like the Vietnam era, um, it it really was. And the human people don't people don't understand the human aspect of it. I mean, a lot of people were, oh, we got to get out of there. We we have no business putting American lives. These Americans were invested. Yeah, there was. If I recall this correctly, like after uh, after the you know ever after everyone was being pulled out, folks who had been there who had previous deployments. If I'm not mistaken, there and I'm assuming here, but I'm sure that there was a huge increase in just folks calling like veteran hotline like i'm just gonna i'm gonna assume the causation correlation here because can you like if i were someone who was there at the beginning like and now all of a sudden like all of the work all of the time like the years and deployments spent building those relationships invested in people all of a sudden like i read on the news the next day and troops are home within like 72 hours that were just done and that we're still technically in, you know, a, a period of, of of war. Like it's it's devastating. It's, and and it not just the work, hard. the the sacrifice and loss. Yes. Yeah. Sacrifice and loss, and then to have um, the progress that was made amidst all of that loss and sacrifice returned to the enemy in weeks. Yeah. It like weeks and you're watching it on the news you're watching, your buddies died your your family there's a guy in there he was there so long he said he left his baby was a baby and he came back his baby was talking that's yeah. that kind of sacrifice and then to just watch it vanish Fall and apart in weeks and like they said the military doesn't criticize or try to understand political decisions because it's it's not really it's not really in their job description i guess but the the end result was was kind of it was devastating to them and you see it in their faces mm-hmm. you see it in their faces when you watch this so please at least check out the trailer um if you have disney plus or national geographic on your cable or satellite or streaming or whatever you do mm-hmm. This is a worthwhile. This is a worthwhile. Uh, this is a worthwhile view, and root for it in the Oscars. Wow, it's going to be Oscar nominated, Oscar nominated film. So today we have a. It's not. We're not going to stick with the the boo hoos. It's 
it's a new year. We gotta we gotta have some fresh positivity injected into this. And we have a guest that's going to do that for us. Today we're gonna be joined by Connecticut State Trooper Kyle Kalebearer, who has been a police officer for 15 years and a state trooper for nine. He works with a canine on the Connecticut State Police Technical Team and patrols I-84 in Tolland or Toland. I'm gonna go with Tolland County, Connecticut. During a patrol on, get this, September 11th, 2021, Trooper Kale Bearer stopped to check on a driver that pulled off the highway and activated their hazard lights. The body cam of this interaction with the young veteran inside the vehicle has since gone viral, and Trooper Kale Bearer has been lauded for his touching show of humanity. We're going to be right back with uh, Trooper Kale Bearer to learn more about what happened that night right after the break. American values and patriotism. The American Legion advocates for upholding and defending the United States Constitution, equal justice and opportunity for everyone, and discrimination against no one. Youth education, responsible citizenship, and honoring military service by observing and participating in patriotic and memorial events. We are veterans strengthening America. We are the American Legion. All right, thanks for sticking around through the break. We are here with Trooper Trooper Kelbear. Can you, did I say yep. it right? Yep, uh, Kyle Kelbear, yep. Kyle Kelbear. All right, I'm going to call you Kyle if I can. <laughs> All right, uh, we've, ladies and gentlemen, you are uh, fortunate today to meet a viral video star. Uh, uh, and when you have a police officer in a viral video, it's not always the greatest thing but uh this one is awesome if you haven't watched the video yet please pause and go check it out and it's in the show notes if you're watching on youtube or anywhere it's in the show notes everywhere right holly um so you can go watch that video here i'm just introducing you because i'm relegated to second class status i don't get the first question that's my job all right can i have a hug <laughs> See? Yeah, Your first class. <laughs> All right. All right. So I'm going to hand it over to Miss Ashley Marie Gorbulja over there in the East Coast. She's freezing along with you while I'm over here in Los Angeles. I'm a Midwest right. gal. It's got to get like below 20s before I start complaining. Yeah, same. Yeah. People are like, oh, what are you doing? You don't have a jacket on. And I'm like, yeah, this is grass cutting weather in Ohio. Get after it, like figure it out. We're fine. Yeah. I digress. I digress. Um, so for for our alphas out there who have, have paused and watched the video, Kyle, I would love to have you walk us through what happened on that night on I-84. Just, okay. to, just to kick it off, your perspective. So uh actually I I was just doing uh, traffic enforcement uh late at night on September eleventh, just basically looking for any reckless drivers because the highways are full of them these days. Um, and then I heard a vehicle, you can sort of hear cars come to a stop or a slow when, when, when you're around the highway. And I heard a car stop behind me. Um, I was basically in that grass area between an off ramp and the highway. And, uh, so I look behind me and I'm kind of looking, I, I see a truck and very, it's a very bad spot to stop where he stopped. So I was kind of confused what he was doing. And then, uh, 
after a couple of seconds, I'm like, oh, that needs to be checked out. So I uh, reversed my car, backed up, and then pulled behind him. And uh, as I pulled behind him, I saw him waving out the car, the, uh, the driver's side window. So that was like, right away, I was like, this is a little bit different than just someone who's looking at directions on their GPS. Um, and then as I approached the car, is right where I think the body camera that went viral starts. Um, I could hear him clearly in emotional distress as I'm walking up to the truck. So right away, I realized that this is something that is going to take, you know, all my attention. This is something that uh, is not normal for basically what I call a, a disabled vehicle. It's not someone who ran out of gas. It's not someone who's lost. This is someone who needs help. Um, and right off the right off the rip, I noticed that he's a young kid, um, early 20s. Um, and I think what made this video uh, so relevant is everyone for all the comments that I've read online, everyone notices his voice. His voice was just so broken. Like, and that's what right away. It was like, I knew this. I took some flack from, uh, you know, other, uh, people who analyze the video of my, of my safety and, and, and so, so I could tell right away by his voice and how he was acting. Like, this is someone that was looking for help and not looking to start trouble. So that's why I kind of took it the way I did and I was able to. And that was, uh, thank God, because it worked out great um, in the end. Um, that kid was just someone who really needed help. And I'm just really glad that I was there at that point. Everything else after the fact um, was pretty much like standard procedure. I, I mean, these videos, this video went viral, but this happens, unfortunately, almost on a daily basis for police across America. Um, they're constantly put, in positions where they have to um, talk people literally off an emotional ledge. Um, and it's, it's daily, if, if not hourly, this happens across America. It's just, um, this video just became viral because I kind of, I think it brought to light to everyone who isn't aware that this is such a problem in America. Um, and I think that's why it kind of took off the way it did. I would, I would, uh, I would say it probably took off because of something you said that his voice Yep. And uh, and that and then your ability to de-escalate and as you say take someone off the emotional emotional bridge. I don't remember what you said, but it. Um, I'm curious, it, and I, I thought about your safety as a matter of fact, just from not from your interaction, but just the walk up, yep. the approach, because uh, from officers I know, that's one of the most dangerous parts of. It seems like it's the most routine part of the job, but it's also one of where you're the most vulnerable. Yeah. Um, is there any special training in terms of turning that uh, that aggressive part off, like that it's, it's not a bad guy? And um, can you talk about that that training that goes into that? Yeah. So um, I've had a little bit more than most, only because. Uh, I hopped around a little bit when I was younger. I went, uh, I was a police officer in my hometown first. Um, I had to go to the academy for that. That was in, up in Mass. And then uh, I moved out to Connecticut. I had to, and I was a local cop here. So I had to go to a, another academy. Uh, and then when I decided to become a state trooper and wear the big hat, I had to go through another academy. So I've gone through three academies. So I've had, you know, almost triple if not double of the training of a lot of other officers um which is huge because a lot of those tactics they talk about it's been drilled into me three different times 
over the course of, you know, thousands of hours. Um, so that definitely, I think, helps me understand uh, all the different types of scenarios that could happen because I've had so much extra training with that. Um, and then it just comes down to ex the experience. Um, uh, State Troopers, we, we stopped thousands of cars and it goes from the most, you know, quote unquote routine um, stop of just, you know, someone who's speeding, going to work or they're late to a doctor's appointment. Um, so when something doesn't fit that mold of what you've seen thousands of times, that's where, you know, you hear the, the cops and police talk about their hunches or they, you know, the hair in the back of the neck kind of raises up because they realize something's different about this. And that was kind of the same thing. For me, it was, I think his body language, uh, waving out the window to me, um, just the way he was doing that. It kind of took my attention to, again away from this is not a routine someone out of gas. This is someone who's trying to get my attention for something. So let me kind of take off, you know, we call it take off the big hat. Um, we're, got, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna approach this so much as a state trooper. I'm gonna approach this more as someone who is gonna see what kind of assistance I can and lend this person. Um, and that just comes, I think, with more of experience. Uh, you can train all you want, but until you kind of have a baseline of what's a normal traffic stop or a normal disabled vehicle. Um, it may take a younger, more inexperienced person uh, a little bit longer to realize that this is no longer just, uh, you know, sir, let me see your hands, you know, step out of the car. Um, it, it just takes time. It takes experience. Hmm. All right. So this is where we, we we do the question, the follow up, and then we kind of change course a little bit. So um, I want to change course a little bit. Holly wanted a question um, asked. Um, where is that question that you had? It doesn't matter. In the American Legion, we have this. She'll type. She'll type it up if she, on the screen if she really wants me to ask it. And um, I see another note here. The American Legion. We have a be the one program. I know it's it's about suicide prevention um and if if you were here i would give you one of our pins that says the one because I, I think that uh you've demonstrated yourself to be um one of the ones in a life-saving situation like that do you have for anybody out there i mean you have it's it's not just the job i mean part of the reason the, the video went viral is because of who you are um, and what you exude and put into a situation that most likely saved a life. Uh, what kind of advice would you give to j people who are just out here? We, I didn't go to three academies. Um, I didn't. I don't have any of the training that you had. Um, I am capable of hugging in certain situations. Uh, but what kind of advice would you would you have for just general general people when they're when they come across somebody who's desperate? So my biggest thing is uh, you really have to put yourself in their situation, um, and it has to happen fast because they're they're facing whatever it is they're facing the most difficult time in their life at that moment. Um, so instead of trying to relate to that specific problem they're having because you may not be able to um you just need to relate to the a fact of what they're feeling 
they're feeling this is the worst possible time in their life. So what I like to try to do and tell people is think about that was you. What would you want to hear? What, what would you need to have the comfort that you're going to be okay when you feel like your life is spiraling out of control? Um, there's methods that I like to use that have worked. Um, again, I've, I've been doing this for 15 years now total. So I've seen a lot of different uh, outcomes. Um, luckily, knock on wood, most all of mine have worked out very well. Um, but I found out what works and what doesn't work. There's certain trigger fit, uh, phrases for people that you think you're, you know, you're helping them by saying it or that you're going to help relate and it doesn't. And so I've learned to try to avoid those phrases. And um, the big one for me, I think, is just is a, a tactic that's called teaming. The, the individual that you come across is having this worst time in their life. They feel alone. They feel like they have no one that supports them, they feel like they have no one to turn to. So the term teaming basically is, no, no, you have me and it's us. It's no longer you and the world. Right now it's us and the world. So right now, let's, let's deal with you and me. So um, the common thing is, you no. Know, what can we do to help you? Even though it's just me and him, what do we, what do we need to do to make you, you know, feel better what what can we do to get you help um just that simple term we i've i've found kind of really helps people refocus and realize that i'm there with them and not just there as a as a cop or a person who who's not listening to what they say and that's, that's the biggest other portion of it is you really have to listen um people who feel like again that they're spiraling they feel like no one's listening to them so take the time yet yeah, you're there this person is not uh, leaving They're You're there with them. Listen to what their story is. And again, try to have empathy. Even if you can't relate a hundred percent to what they're, what they're telling you, just be there and listen and, and understand and just try to really digest what they're trying to tell you. I did. I did notice like uh, when you asked what branch that, that kind of stuck out to me, kind of like getting them off of, off of the desperation moment and um that just helps me to kind of just relate with it. i didn't serve but um just that little bit makes me i mean i want them to know that i care like it's not you're not just you're not just a veteran that's very important but I, what branch were you in like uh you know what did you do any deployments that, that doesn't have any effect on how i'm going to talk to them throughout it but it's just something that now i can relate a little bit more to what they're going through as as a person um same thing even if it's even if it wasn't a veteran oh what do you do for work because now i can understand a little bit about your life um even if i've never done that job before at least now you have something to tell me i'm gonna listen and i maybe we can get into some sort of interaction that way again like you said it, it's kind of a distraction from what they're currently thinking about which is whatever crisis they're going through let's get that track and talk to talk to me as a person and we're not gonna we're gonna try and distract from what's bringing you to this point of the emotional like i said the emotional ledge ashley i'm just i'm i'm listening i'm listening twice as much as i speak today uh i think what you've said Kyle, is very important 
uh, framing, right? Being able to kind of distract in those moments and provide questions that can help that individual just like just shift to like a, a response mode rather than the reactive in their emotional state. So I think that's that's really solid advice and just being very empathetic. And I, I do believe in many situations and I know Jeff and I, we've, we've had conversations about this and just across the veteran spaces that everyone wants to try and like quickly relate to the story, but you don't necessarily always have to relate to the story, right? Just, just being there and listening. So the entire integrity of the be the one campaign is, is about just being present, right? doesn't have to be this extra step. I have a story to share, to relate, but I know it's like, listen and help. And I really love the way that you, you, uh, use the word and phrases of, of we, like you're structuring it now is like, you are not alone. And I think it's so important. Um, what I'd love to know is, have you had any follow-up contact uh, with the veteran? And if so, how's how's he doing? Yeah. So um, initially, when that when that took off, um, I was getting inundated with requests from nonprofits and um, like Homes for Heroes was one that reached out. A lot of people wanted to help him, and because um, I think the big big point of that, which I don't want to get too into that rabbit hole, but Mm -hmm. was when he couldn't afford uh, the ambulance ride. That really bothered people. Yeah. Uh, someone who served our country and, you know, people want to talk about the healthcare system. Again, that's a rabbit hole for, that could be a whole hour, two hour conversation itself. But, um, so people wanted to reach out and help because they were like, you know, that really struck us. We want to do anything we can for him. I, as a state trooper, and that being a medical call, it was a, it was a medical call. Uh, I couldn't, divulge any information to those groups and they understood um and i felt like i was almost doing a disservice to him because i i wanted to get him help these people really wanted you know put him they want to set him up for success in his life and about a week later i'm checking my voicemail at work and he left one and hmm. sorry <laughs> no i got a little teary too go for it oh so, that was so uh, I was able to reach back out to him because he came out to me. So now I can reach back out to him and not violate any patient confidentiality laws. And, um, you know, he was just thankful because, um, again, he got without, again, it was the worst night of his life and he got through it and he just wanted to meet up and talk and in a situation where he wasn't going through a crisis. Um, at that point, I had so much I mean, I don't know the term, like, for lack of a better term, I had so much swag sent to the troop by people who just wanted to say thanks. I was like, buddy, I got t-shirts for you. I got coffee. Like, please take some of this stuff. That because people, <laughs> us, really for you. Like, it was for him, not us. Um, so we met up, uh, you know, a couple weeks after that. Just talked. We hugged out again. Um, he's doing good. Uh, he's doing really good. And I think... Uh, I think he's going to be a very successful young man, no doubt. Oh, that's, I, I mean, I love hearing a happy ending for, 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 for something like this. And, uh, and it just reminds, reminds me of something that people in your position or ER doctors or they cut, they see these people and they intervene in, you know, in the moment. And so many times you have no idea 
how that story ends, right? There's no closure. Um, and that's tough. I mean, that's that weighs on there's always specific cases with any job, I think, in that field, whether it's police, medical, you know, any any job. It doesn't matter, but like you don't get that closure all the time. You don't get to see what the end result is. And uh, you know, he's got my phone number, I got his, you know, I say we text at least once a week just checking in how things are going. Um, and that's, that's awesome. Cause I usually, I usually never have that follow through. And, uh, I like, you know, barring anything crazy happening in my life, as far as career change or anything, I don't see us losing contact because, um, we both live in Connecticut and I think we're going to be able to, uh, definitely stay in touch for a long, long time. That's, that is, that's actually the best, one of the best stories we've probably had on here. Um, so I hope you don't have to, to go through that over and over again, but it, it seems like, but I hope for people that are in a really tough spot, you do have, you have to go through it personally over and over again, because you know how to handle it. Um, and it's, there's it's, something. I'm sorry. It's like, it's inevitable in this job. Like I said, I'm like, this one was showcased because of his emotion, his, you know, his raw emotion, the body camera being there. And, it, but this happens every day in law enforcement. You know, it's, it's not just me. It's not just Trooper Calbear in Connecticut. This is every cop, every trooper, every sheriff. They've all done this. Um, it, just last night, we went to another call for a um, woman who's having a, a real hard time and, took off in an unknown mental state and uh, used my dog and we found her. And as I found her, she was again, clearly in distress. Hey, like, you know, what's going on? And she was like, I'm just having a real hard time. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Marine veteran. Right. You know, and this is what, two months from, from, the, from September 11th, three months. So it's not just me, even though it just seems to be over a re reoccurring thing. It, it's every day unfortunately and that's why i think this big this video is so important is that it brings to light to everyone else who doesn't understand this this uh this problem with basically our, our mental health as a society and specifically that what we can do for our veterans well thank you so much for uh intervening in that and thanks for talking about it with us today if you uh if you text that young man tom we're we're all out we're pulling for him and <laughs> Also, let him know he has he has a legion somewhere near him where he can get uh, that camaraderie and and people who uh, can understand at least a piece of what he's been going through, because uh, that that to me is one of the invaluable benefits uh, that we that we have is that people with like minds and like experiences for him and. Yep. And I, I hope that he is surrounding himself, even if it's not in American Legion or whatever, if he's surrounding himself with people who get him, who see and hear him, as, as, as you uh, so expertly put it, and are going to help him on a path um, to be successful, as, as you have predicted. And now because you predicted it, I feel like he's going to be successful. And... I just want them around people who are going to help them on that path. So thanks again. Uh, and I can't wait for people to hear this episode, to be honest with you. Um, 
And good luck at work. You look like you're off off to do the task. If it's not work, it's training. So if yeah. work is training. Yeah, no, that's All right. right. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. And for the alphas, we're gonna we're gonna talk about the trooper when he's not here. He'll have to watch to see what see what we say about him. Um, and we're going to do all of that after the break. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. When our nation's veterans came home from serving their country, the American Legion helped them with the GI Bill to get a head start. When they came home from Vietnam, we helped those affected with Agent Orange to get care and compensation. Now there is a new war raging. Unfortunately, it is being fought in the hearts and minds of those who served. Veteran suicide is the most important issue facing veterans today, and too many are battling it alone. So join us. Make the pledge. Be the one to help the American Legion end veteran suicide. Ashley? Jeff Daly. We had a great guest. I know. And he le he left us to go train, and we're just sitting here talking. Um, what 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 is your takeaway, and what did you think of, as you would say, all of the things? All of the things, indeed, Jeff. Um, I thought Kyle was great. I really appreciate his commitment to his value system, training, and. Um, his ability to make decisions, whether it's based on, you know, his intuition, his training, him as an individual, I think he saved a life and I think he's going to continue to save more in his community. And he's been doing this right for 15 plus years. Um, and it's really great to see officers with his level of dedication, um, you know, a little bit offline, we, we had, you know, talked a little bit about like self-care for, for officers, especially with the amount of things happening. The holidays are rough for everybody, but, you know, being, being mindful of the self and taking care of, of yourself and replenishing, uh, I think is just really important. Right. So that's just not for Kyle and for the gentleman, in the video, uh, that's, that's a message to all of our alphas out there to check in, have those, those buddy checks continue to uh, promote our, our Be The One campaign and understand that you're a valued member of a community and that we love you and that you're important and you're an important person in someone's life or life, excuse me. And I think what Kyle was able to do is just an example of the good that there is on this earth and that we can continue to find it. Ab. So freaking lootly. So uh, that's that's one of that's one of the highlight interviews um, for me on this this show because, as you pointed out, he embodies so much of what we want from people who who live a life of uh, service, um, even in law law enforcement as as well as the military. And speaking of. You know, the American Legion has this thing, and, and I'm talking to you, Constitution State, and connect I cut. We have this thing <laughs> called Law and Order, Officers of uh, Law and Order. It's First Responders of the Year. It's not just uh, law enforcement, it's First Responders. And I believe in my heart and soul that you have a winning, winning candidate here um, in what did we say? Tallinn County. Toland or Tallinn? T-O-L-L. Toll tall. 
Um, it's to me, it's a slam dunk. It's a great PR move for um, the state, for the Legion, and for our for our program of be the one because he's he the one. Let's just say it out there. He the one, and uh, it, I hope I hope that Connecticut um, will will nominate and nominate him, and then if he wins Connecticut, he could become the national. We could see him at convention. I mean, that would be awesome if we could meet him at convention. Maybe he can bring his dog. Uh, probably not. It probably belongs to the department. But um, awesome, awesome interview. And again, if you haven't seen the viral video, so you don't know what we're talking about, he's a from boot. Connecticut, which is pretty close to Canada. So a boot. And I'm not supposed to forget to shout out that he was on a VA crisis line in the video. Um, and she typed some other things, but all I see is ellipses from there. So he was on the the VA crisis, veteran crisis line, and you can use, uh, you can read the show notes about that, or am I supposed to read the show notes? She wants me to read the show notes, and she's <laughs> doing a rock band head thing that none of you can see, even on YouTube. Uh, remember 988-1, and you can get in touch with the veteran crisis line, they dial 988 and then, you know, wait a second and then hit one. So please do that if you are in crisis and you will be the one for you. And then someone on the other line will be the one also for you. Remember what he said, it's not you against the world anymore. When you, when you talk to somebody else, it's us. We're just deal with us. All right. Well, we hope, well, we hope Kyle never has to do in reality, pew, 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 rapid fire. Because he shouldn't, I don't want him in a shootout. I don't. That would be terrible. All right. You're such an unusual man. I enjoy you <laughs> so much. Like, I just, I was listening to this episode now, like, all right, Jeff, I see you. <laughs> well, if you think I'm unusual now, wait till I get my new car for rapid Whoa. fire number one. McLaren and Lockheed Martin want to bring fighter jet design tech to supercars. Are you kidding me, Lockheed Martin? Are you kidding me right now? I can drive a fighter jet to Trader Joe's? <laughs> oh, my. You got to pick right. up your fresh flowers and your guac. <laughs> Chicken wings and tequila. You know yeah. what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know exactly. McLaren McLaren Automotive has partnered with Lockheed Martin Skunk Works to elevate the future of supercars. According to today's press release from McLaren, the collaboration is testing futuristic fighter jet technology and its interact integration into the manufacturer's supercar design. McLaren says that the research is utilizing a new Skunk Works software, but didn't specify what the software is that will push the boundaries for high velocity systems. I'm not gonna read all this, but I do want to find I do want to find the important part. Oh, it's in the discussion thing. They're talking about this thing's gonna weigh three only th only three thousand pounds, and its top speed two hundred five miles per hour. You could put fighter jet wings on that thing. I mean, that thing could take off. 
205 miles per hour? What what could go wrong? I mean, what could go wrong? A horrible, tragic accident. <laughs> Do you want one of these? No. I mean, if they gave you one. I mean, well, that's different. Um. <laughs> I would land. I would land that bad boy in my driveway. So that'd be, that'd be such a flex. Like, what do you do? Oh, I make enough money to just drop my my sports car, ultra lightweight frame, three thousand thirty whatever pound, two hundred fifty five mile per hour car. Five. Oh, two hundred five mile car. Just drop it in my driveway. Just I'm here. I'm here for it. I couldn't even. I couldn't even run errands without putting on some kind of Top Gun attire. Cause I just see you in aviators and like an like an off-brand leather jacket of sorts, like an aviators, and then you just oh, yeah, I'd, like I'd feel the need for speed. Back. Yeah, and I'd have Power to put away to the danger zone. Yep, there it is. Again, America, I apologize for the key that of was... Ashley G. <laughs> All right, rapid fire number pew pew two. The United States Marine Corps' water invention could change everything. This is from MSN.com. Food insecurity is a growing issue that isn't easy to solve, but water is something else entirely. With increasing accounts of contaminated water in more U.S. cities across the globe, it's refreshing to hear about the new technologies that can solve these crises with relative affordability. The U.S. Marines have developed a water generation system that can grab liquid life-giving substance from mid-air by the gallons, the Honolulu Star Advertiser excuse me, reports. According to Captain Sean Conderman, who leads the 3rd Marine Latour Regiment's Combat Ballistics Battalion in Hawaii, the machine essentially combines the powers of a dehumidifier with a water purifier. We can mount it basically on any vehicle, and what it does is pull water out of the air to give us potable water without having to connect to an actual water source. The machine can generate up to 20 gallons of water per day, enough to fuel a small team of 10 to 20 through a short journey. They sharpen their crayons on this one, ladies and gentlemen. Don't ever tell me the Marines don't get stuff done. This is Tim the Tool Man level here. Probably maybe one of the most colorful blueprints I would ever want to see and have framed. It needs to be somewhere in some <laughs> hall of the Marines. Like, look at what we did. We did a thing. We did a thing. We did a thing. I love it. This is very cool. Um, I, I think this is an important issue, especially as we look at a lot of uh, climate crises and this is a varying issues, right? We look at communities who have food deserts, um, like water that is just not safe, right? Like out-of-date infrastructure. We've got the the infrastructure bill at large. There's a lot of movement on electric vehicles, even in our, our previous story, right? Like we're, we're starting to look for alternative means for energy. And I mean, there's just a lot of really cool things here uh, to think about and just being able to have um, a portable water source without having to connect to actual water source is pretty neat. I understood that correctly. So um, yeah, this is very neat. Uh, it's a next generation of, of water systems uh, that can help families and crisis. Yeah, 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 all that, but you didn't get my Tim the Toolman Taylor reference, did you? I did. I was Wilson. I was just peering over the okay. the fence here for you. That was probably in I'm Indiana. Acknowledge- wasn't I'm it? acknowledging you. Was that an Indiana Holly super producer, that show? 
I know Tim the Toolman. Fun fact: he went to he went to college in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and was arrested for selling cocaine. What? Yeah. <laughs> what a Look random up. factoid for the day. Look it up. <laughs> that's, a, that's a snap. Yeah. Is that a snapple it's, fact? It's a snapple fact. It is a snapple fact. <laughs> You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we're moving on to rapid fire number pew, pew, pew. That's three, if you weren't keeping track. There's a man out there, 100 years old, loves the gym workouts, exercises every day for longevity. He's not in the military. I bring this to you because it's the new year, and we all need to be motivated and doing some things. For anyone who needs motivation to exercise, meet 100-year-old Les Savino, who drives himself to the gym most days of the week for a three-hour workout. I don't feel like going now that I'm 100, but I still go. I know it's necessary if I want to enjoy life. Most people at 100 no longer enjoy life. Leave that alone. My days are just as normal as when I was 30. Uh, Savino, who lives independently in Hanover, Pennsylvania, tells Today.com, exercise is much better than medicine. A lot of people just live on pills, but I don't. I take pills for high blood pressure, and that's the extent of it. Mama. All right. Okay. All right. All right, Les, we see you. Les is the man. Les is the man. Yeah, I love that. I love that he has that. He's like, I don't feel any different than I was 30. That's a mentality. And I think like there's something to be said about his, his mental, like his mental health and state of like optimism, right? Like he doesn't strike me as a fatal optimist. Right. But like, he's like, I am going to be the best version of myself. I'm going to work out. I understand it's important. It's good for my health. And he's in a a good place. Right. And if you read, if you read the whole thing, it's, it's long. I had to pluck out little excerpts. He, he gives a lot of advice on longevity. Um, he can never remember being drunk, but he has two martinis every day. So <laughs> <laughs> every day. Um, he's, oh, it, he, he just, he, he, he has a quote. He says he, he continues to, even when he doesn't want to go, he continues to go to weightlifting because weightlifting has given back to him so many times because he talks about how when he leaves his flexibility is better even from his daily workouts so good for you Les. yeah you didn't you didn't wait for the new year like the rest of us but now we're gonna follow your lead sir we're gonna follow it Absolutely. not for three hours motivated not i don't know if i'm gonna hours. be three hours in the gym yeah i'm gonna be three hours in the gym maybe we gotta work pay the bills like i mean if you think about it though a lot of people say, Oh, I don't have time to go to the gym. Like if you were to take the percentage of your day and like commit a half hour or even like two 15 minute walks, or like, if you, if you really, you know, schedule out your exercise, it is a micro percentage of your day. And that's a percentage that you should be committed to giving to yourself. Like that's your time. Right. And practicing like self-care as we've discussed throughout the episode, like yeah, like you got to take care of yourself. And this is important. And as we step into the new year, like thinking of all the ways to take care of our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health, our spiritual health, 
like our financial health, financial health, everything. Right. I know that the new year is always this, like, this is that, that starting block. And a lot of people will fall off on resolutions, but I challenge all the alphas out there to write down your, your goals and make obtainable, like short things, little things you can do every day to get to that, to that large goal. And I promise you, you, you will get there. If you commit to it, you tell your friends, you write it down and you track your progress. Um, but do it for you. Most importantly, don't do anything for anybody else. Like you do things for you. So no, practice self-love. Unless it motivates you to do it for it. He might be doing it for his great grandchildren. Sure. He might want to be around. So yeah. Do it for you. Do it for your loves of your lives and your family. Super producer Holly, I think she just fact checked me, or something. Oh, she's she's making a <laughs> she's making a face back there. All right, Ashley. Um, I got three hours. I'm meeting less for a workout. So why don't you uh get us up out of here? All righty. So welcome to season four, ladies and gentlemen. All the alphas out there, do not forget to mention us and let people know that we're out there because one, here's what you need to do. Tell them, don't forget to subscribe to Tango Waffleema Podcast. They don't miss an episode, whether it's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever they're consuming, or you are consuming your podcasts, of course, because we want you to leave us a big old five-star review and show and tell us or to tell the world how much you adore us, right? And of course, if you do have any guest recommendations, we'd love to hear them. So go to legion.org backslash Tango Alpha Lima and click on the suggest a guest link. We want to hear from you and all the amazing people in your community or people you think that would be a great fit for the show that you want to have a conversation with and learn and more if about. You, if you know, if you know less, um, send them our way. All right, Alphas, this is the new year. We are going to be at SVA next week. If you're going to be at SVA next week, come over and hang out with us. Take a photo. Tell us to get new shirts or whatever you want to say. Because uh, we, we we love these. We wear them all the time. We love them so much. But apparently, in this next year, this next season, we have a lot of changes. I think even are these, not these ones, but we're, We'll still wear these sometimes, but we have different um, podcast-specific shirts. But you're going to have to wait to look at that. There's there's so much coming. There's so many changes that you're definitely going to want to stay around. Holly suggested I make this a thirst track, so ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, stop, everyone. Everyone, turn turn it off. Turn it off right now. You're gonna, Start the new year off right. You're going to want to. Give yourself to. your doctor appointment. Can I finish? Yes, I guess. <laughs> ah, now I have to go back down to this voice. Alphas, stay tuned for the changes that are going to excite you. The changes that are going to waken something inside of you. Because you are alphas. And with that, I'm going to declare season four, episode 140. Because we, we count them all up. You don't get a season four, episode one. You get a season four, episode 140, because we do things bigger. Mission complete.